Welcome everybody to Bar Talk, the spirits and beverage podcast out of the Relief and Resource Company in Fenton, Michigan, from deep inside the, re- the recesses yes. of the Relief and Resource Company in Fenton, Michigan. We are here with our Whiskey Roundup Part 2. Yeah. Yes, this is the American uh, side of it. So we talked about scotch before, but you can't do a Whiskey Roundup in one episode. We, we damn near did an hour last time, so we're going to do about probably as long as it takes us to talk about all these awesome whiskeys that we tried. But we're focusing on the whiskeys that we tried this year that were either new, that came out this year that, that, that hit the bar, or stuff that we kind of just discovered or really gained a better appreciation for mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're focusing on mostly bourbon. I think we have one rye, two ryes uh, that we're going to speak about. Uh, but before we get into it, please, uh, if you're watching this on iLogic Media or aware of iLogic, they're a production company. So check out all the awesome content that they provide as, along with you know our, clearly, yeah. heads and shoulders. Give them a like, give them a follow, all yeah. that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, football stuff, gambling <laughs> stuff, probably some drunken history stuff, etc. Yeah. But uh, bourbon and rye... We're going to talk a little bit about these products. We're going to talk about the distilleries, who makes them, why we like them. Yeah. This isn't a negative show. We're not going to talk about anything that sucks no. or why it sucks. We would never do such a thing. If it comes, bottles yeah. are still in the bar. <laughs> yes. Every other bottle that we didn't pull off of our 450 <laughs> bottle back bar are the ones who suck. <laughs> this is true. This is, yes, obviously. Everything else is being thrown out right now by elves. We're only going to make this. <laughs> this is all that we have left, it's plus it. the scotches that it's we it. talked about before. Okay. Mm, probably shouldn't have thrown away the vermouth of the tri- or the, uh, the Cointreau, but... Oh, Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> what do you want to start with? What do we want to start with? I don't know. I, it's, it's tempting to try to like piece this together chronologically, which yeah, I, I kind of don't want to do, but I think, I think what we should do is start with a couple... Like We end up talking about a lot of whiskey that's really hard to get and very, very expensive, but we happen to have two... At least two right away on this yeah. list that are available every day yeah. and super cheap and, and really great. And that's what I think I want to like impart to everybody. If you're into bourbon and you're on these bourbon forums and you're listening to these people talk about secondary market pricing and all these extremely hard-to-get bottles and how super ridiculous expensive they are, there is a big trend right now in bourbon where the prices are going up, availability is going, is going down. There are... Yeah, exactly. Pure economics, man. Yeah, and especially with the allocated product, it's it's awful to try to like get anything. But you got to remember that bourbon is still a really great blue collar beverage, and there's still a lot of like baseline available all the time whiskeys that are just killer for the money. And we saw two uh, ones that we added to the back bar Mm -hmm. this year that I I totally think would be. Great any day sippers. You make cocktails with them, not even feel bags. They're not expensive. Right. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're still quintessentially great bourbons. So uh, the first one we'll start with is uh, Evan Williams, seventeen eighty three. So those who already are familiar with Evan Williams know that Evan Williams is synonymous with value for for price, right? The white label, the hundred proofer, is like a twenty something dollar bottle. Is it even twenty dollars? Is nineteen ninety nine? For white label, yeah, I think it's like nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, right in Michigan anyway. Yeah, I don't know how far our reach is uh, if you're listening somewhere other than Michigan. Like Zimbabwe. Yes, if you're a Welshman listening to this show, I don't know if I can help you find it. However, <laughs> I can find it. So Courtney can help you find it. In your a own, Welshman can In your find own language, it. she can help you find it. I was just going to say. <laughs> Welshman can help you find it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
Welsh magic and the old gods. Good, good. Anyway, so Evan Williams, I mean, the black label, the white label, very, very uh, affordable, uh, well-done bourbons for the money. The single barrel has been a banger of a bottle for about 30 bucks a bottle for a long, long time. That's allocated, locked a little bit, but still not that hard to find. But this represents kind of a rebranding of um, what I always thought was a little bit of a forgotten label in the Evan Williams portfolio. The 1783. I didn't even know they made one before we got this bottle. So I carried it. I carried it a few years ago when I was at the laundry down the street, and we put it on the shelf. And it had a different, um, had a different bottle. I believe it was a round little squat boy. Um, not not quite like a Barton bottle, but a little mm-hmm. bit like a Barton bottle. Same vibes. Yeah, and it wasn't labeled as a small batch then, even though I think it was. And, and remember. Remember, kids listening at home, small batch only means that it's a smaller batch of barrels used in the blending than the other stuff they make. There is no regulation over what small batch means. It just means it's smaller than some of the other stuff you make. It's a smaller batch bourbon than, say, white label or black label. But then they, they, they switched the bottle, they rebranded it a little bit, and got it back out into the market, and I was just surprised by how, how good it is. Yeah, and I admittedly myself am not a big fan of the uh, the white label and Williams, but this I think is quite no, you're not whiskey. actually. Yeah. You've, you've it's generally my last bottle to pick for anything for a cocktail or anything. <laughs> for a cocktail, yeah. I just find it to be very very sweet. I mean, even though it is bourbon, it's still very sweet. Mm-hmm. I think, um, but this stuff I think is quite lovely. It's interesting that you mentioned uh, you kind of said your little quip about Welshman because Evan Williams happens to be of Welsh heritage. Really, the yes. a ridge. Oh, the ridge. The ridge. E V W. E V W. E V A N. Yes, Evan Williams. <laughs> and the, 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 what reminded me of it is because in the back of the bottle it says Evan Williams earned the title of Kentucky's first distiller in 1783, Whoa. the year that they put on the bottle label there. So the first, uh, first distiller in Kentucky was Welsh heritage. Welsh heritage. Did I get lucky or did I already know? Hmm. Hmm. Inspiration I got comes totally, to totally lucky. Side <laughs> note, if you're just listening, I am chasing my bourbon with coffee. So I'm basically like drinking Four Locos right now. So we'll see how the rest of the is day Is that goes. what a Four Loco is? It's got no. like... If, it was, if that was a Four Loco, I'd buy a Four Loco. <laughs> no, a Four Loco is just like malt liquor and caffeine. White dog and... Yeah. It's awful. Okay. Awful stuff. Anyhow. There was a thing on the market when I was in college called Sparks. It was like eight percent and like loaded with like four Red Bulls worth of caffeine. Jesus God. And you would just you would just imbibe it and feel your heart want to <laughs> just explode. There's no place to put that energy. Yeah. You, you either yeah. have to like find a task, play a video game, or go on a kill crazy rampage. I'm surprised there weren't like sparks fueled crimes. <laughs> there probably were. Yeah, but just no, those are just the ones they yeah. swept on the rug because they didn't want people to know about it. Yes. It's a government thing. Collusion. <laughs> But no, this is a this is a really nice whiskey. It's yeah. balanced. It's got it um, it's got enough kind of muscle to be a good uh, old fashioned sure. or Absolutely. or a Manhattan. You can do a lot with it. It wouldn't be sad to put it in a juice based cocktail. It's just a killer label and something that I we admittedly were sleeping on. Our Heaven Hill rep brought it. Said, "Hey, when was the last time you tasted this?" I said, "Well, it's like five or six years ago." And uh, yeah, just really happy to have it oh, in the God. lineup. It's hot in the esophagus. What the coffee? The coffee and the ethanol burn. Yep. yep. Well, why didn't you? You're in no, the, no, no, you're no, in the Yeti. You should yeah. pour it into a glass, let it air out, and cool off. I'm just gonna pour it in the Glencairn, mix the bourbon. It'll be great. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, balanced finish. Um, lots of corn sweetness on on the finish, but nothing about it is cloying, and your proof is 90 proof. So, really, any application that you want, not too hot. And I know that there's a lot of people who don't like the proof that low these days, but there's plenty of place for well integrated. Um, Mellow or bourbon. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think 90 is a good proof, too, where you can taste the intricacies of the bourbon without just getting blown out your palate. Blown out with. Yeah, you, you know, can break this alcohol. one out for your friends, too. And like, yeah. It's like, you know, everybody can have the a party lasts a little bit longer. Correct. And the other, um, the other budget. really nice, yeah, budget, yeah, yeah uh, bourbon that we like this year is Old Tub from Beam. Unfiltered. Yeah, unfiltered. About 22 bucks, our cost anyway, for mm -hmm. a 750, which is killer, 100 proof. And this is one of the newest products from Beam that I know of. Um, one of the first new products from Beam that I've seen at like a low, low price point. But yeah. it doesn't carry the Beam, the Beam label, and doesn't carry a label from uh, like any of their other brands. So it's not been a, a part of the Knob Creek portfolio or anything else. It's just it's old tub. Yeah, this guy works great in cocktails. Uh, works great just drinking it by itself too. I think you know it's. All around, just a, it's a workhorse of a whiskey. Yeah, you know? this is a good, um, this is a good old-fashioned uh, bourbon. And I will say, this bourbon, more than a lot of other bourbons, is very kind of like herbaceous and like earthy. And there's more to it than just like caramel and barrel. I think you, you know, like zero grain. Well, and if it's unfiltered, you know, you That's should true. you should yeah. be able to get more of that. These these quote unquote impurities that that you get rid of in. Filtration are sometimes really good things for flavor. Yeah, I just made a face because of I the idea. The like the impurities is an arbitrary term. I mean, it'd be one thing if you had like just pure um, certain molecules in there that are purely harmful to you. But a lot of times it's just the things that some people find bitter or grassy or whatever the notes you might end up getting though. But I think it makes it more, oh, more well-rounded. So yeah, remember that like ubiquity of flavor is not always a good thing. Like. Sure. It, Whiskies should have character. Some of the things you think are off flavors are not. They're actual, actually the character of the bourbon. All bourbons aren't supposed to taste the same. Right. They're not all supposed to taste like like vanilla and nutmeg and, and, and pie crust. Mm -hmm. Like They're supposed to taste individual. And yeah, off flavors are different. Off flavors are flavors of oxidation or chemical flavors. I like this. It's got a, it's got a, almost like a real cool, like you said, herbaceous, lifty yeah. type of mid palate. Yeah. It, it finishes nice and clean, even though it's uh, it's higher proof. I did say correctly 100, right? Yeah, and that's what I was about to say is that it's yep. I get less like ethanol or alcohol burn from tub than I do in the I thought that the minute I sipped yeah, it. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if, you, if you're going out and you're going to a party or you want to bring along a bottle and you don't want to break the bank, this, if you can find this, go get it. It's, like it's it. excellent, yeah. And it starts a small little theme about a distillery that had a great year. We're going to talk more about Beam uh, throughout the show because Beam yeah. had a good year. Yeah. They had a really good year. Cranking out good juice. Yeah. And, um, Just flavored whiskey. <laughs> well, they all do that, though, right? They all do, yeah. No, you can get wild true. turkey honey and Evan Williams eggnog. Yeah. And, yeah. It's the ones that people think about during the holidays a lot. Are those, like, really sweet syrupy ones that, you know... I've never had the Evan Williams eggnog, but it sounds awful to me. <laughs> people like it. But does eggnog know. sound awful to you? No, I love eggnog, but just, like, the idea of pre-made like pre pre store-bought yeah. eggnog. Yeah. That Who knows how long that's been sitting on the shelf, even though there's, I understand there's alcohol Not in it. It's fine. Not my thing. Have you ever had Advocat? Oh, no. <laughs> I've I I'm going to continuously mention Advocat yeah. in this podcast until we actually go yeah, to make it. Because I've shot. never... Every time you hear John Foley mention Advocat. I've never, I've never had it. And I think it's so <laughs> gross-sounding. And they spill it on, on yeah, Jack like Nicholson in The Shining. It looks awful. Like, you'll yeah, never yeah, get it off that yeah. jacket. And it's right up until then. Like, he hasn't done anything <laughs> truly psycho. And it's not the ghost. It's the Advocat that he gets spilled on his jacket that finally yeah, pushes him over the edge. He's going to have to kill people. Well, and tell the people, too, what Advocat 
is actually. I forget. It's a brandy-based exactly custard liqueur. Yeah. With eggs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I think it's Dutch. So you know that shit's just curdling, man. <laughs> but it doesn't because they put a no, bunch the, of yeah, the hooch in there. <laughs> no thanks. We'll do it in a lemon drop shot. So no way if we had citrus yeah, to yeah. it, anything bad happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, the all avocado episode. <laughs> We're just all passed out on the fucking. We're puking custard. Yeah, yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Okay, so two uh, straight-up bourbons, really, really, like, value-driven bourbons. Um, I think maybe next we should talk about... I mean, we're a little late to this party because I think it did come out in um, 2019, but we didn't get it until last year, but that's the Evan Williams... Or, excuse me, Elijah Craig Rye. Elijah Craig Rye. Yeah. Heaven Hill as well, though. So, uh, straight in line with their normal 94 proof, so... Uh, the regular Elijah Craig bourbon is 94 proof, so they put this one at that as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to expand the Elijah Craig portfolio beyond just the 94 proof bourbon and rye, because then they have the barrel proof stuff and they have the single barrel stuff that they're allowing people to do store picks of, uh, etc. So, I mean, I would love it if they did expand it, but you know yeah. me, I love Elijah Craig. I think they're perfect as is. Well, don't mess with the, you know, if it's if it's broke, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's a pretty tried and true label. Um, Evan Williams has been. Uh, God damn it, Elijah Craig. This whiskey has this been one. synonymous. Did with, I say uh, Evan Williams? No, I, I did Elijah. twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did twice. Elijah Craig. Yeah. Good stuff. Elijah Craig is synonymous with great with great quality. Without doubt. Ninety four proof is a really, really, really like split the middle proof. Yeah. And this is we were talking about how Evan Williams White Label is my last bottle to pull if I'm making anything right. behind the bar. Usually Elijah Craig is my first bottle. To Bourbon pull. or yeah. rye. Bourbon or rye. Yeah, because it sits in that. Beautiful price range where you can still do cocktails with it. But just drinking it neat, too, is awesome as well. A lot more qualities out of it, too. Than yep. the other one. Like someone who wants, like, dealer's choice, old-fashioned. I'm always like, do you have, Elijah, have you ever had Elijah Craig? And most of the time, surprisingly, they're like, no, I've never had it. Or maybe, like, once or twice. But, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It is kind of surprising how many people haven't had it. Yeah. Because it is yeah. around. What, it's only, like, a $25, $30 bottle? Yeah, I think so. I think on the shelf it's just sub-30. Yeah. 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 It's funny, when I go to Detroit, a lot of times they're, they're well uh, for an old-fashioned, seems to be Elijah Craig to me. So yeah. Like you guys said, you yeah. a lot of people who... I think it's always been a really good industry it. brand. You know, like it's I a think great industry get, whiskey. I think yeah. we have a lot of people in the industry who are you know, hip to how good Heaven Hill is and, and like to pull that because of its price point. Yeah. But I think the average mm-hmm. consumer, when they're going out and buying something at a, at a supermarket or a liquor store, they don't think about that. Yeah. And so I think it's just because some of the other brands in that price point kind of got there first in their mind you know mm-hmm. they're going to go and buy Woodford or they're going to try to go and buy Buffalo Trace uh, or Knob Creek and I think if you're spending that kind of money you're yeah. going to be great with Elijah Craig I have to remind myself but it has the minty quality that I like in, in my rice yeah. personally mm-hmm. I like the spice and I like the heat and I like the grain but I always love that either mint or eucalyptus flavor that follows it because it's just like a nice contrast between that heat and that which heat. is very present yeah in mm-hmm. this whiskey I think when this first came out, we were kind of led to believe that it was going to be more limited than it has been. So we haven't had a hard time carrying it, and hopefully that that continues. Um, obviously, there's going to be... I, I don't know if the strike is still going on, but there's going to be some sort of concern, if yeah. depending on where you stand with things. And, and there is a union aspect to um, what's going on with Heaven Hill and the fact that they are still producing whiskey while there's, while there's a strike. Um, going on mm-hmm. so yeah. it's you know product. spend your money how you like yeah i'm still gonna keep buying it <laughs> i love elijah craig man. yeah that, i mean they're gonna it's gonna get worked out hopefully yeah, to yeah, everybody's yeah. benefit so yeah 
We're going to revisit Elijah Craig later. Yes. Because we're going to save that big, big ass honker over there for the uh, for the end. <laughs> the big ass honker. It's a honker. <laughs> Oh. Put it in your mouth, swish it around. You want to, I it honks hard. About, uh, Legion? Legion, yeah. One, two true legends, one truly unique bourbon. So uh, on the back it says right here, Master Distiller now of Beam is Fred No. Fred No is the grandson of Booker No, as in Booker's. Mm-hmm. Um, and as most of you know, hopefully, it may, those who don't, Beam is owned majority by, by the Suntory Company. It's a Japanese whiskey company, Japanese spirits company. That purchase happened... Five, six, ago, maybe ten. Yeah. yeah, a while ago, maybe ten years ago, and um, really, what I mean, they've among other things, what they've done is they're they're now controlling kind of the the worldwide market for Beam. Most of what Beam has done hasn't really changed. If if anything, there's more labels. It's almost just like it got looped in. It just got a new a new owner, but it's the same. You know, yeah, still and, producing and, a lot of the same whiskey, but they have also. But since the purchase, we've seen stuff like Legion, like Old Tub. We've seen different stuff come out of the Knob Creek label. We've mm-hmm. seen the expansion of the. Basil Hayden label, specifically with Rise. Yeah. And uh, Legion's the first collaboration between um, Fred No, the master distiller who oversees everything that happens at Beam. And uh, let's see if I can do this without screwing it up. What is this a. Oh, I thought it was. I, I was looking at his name. I, yeah. I was, for a second there, when you when you pointed at the bottle, I was hoping there was a pronunciation guide. No, but it's, <laughs> that's a little bit easier to pronounce yeah. it there. Just Sinji um, uh, Fukuyo. Fukuyo. Sinji Fukuyo, who is the master distiller oh. at Suntory. Yeah. So collaborative. Still a bourbon. So it follows all the rules of bourbon in terms of proof in barrel, proof in bottle, um, the requisite amount of corn. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to be like a fly on the wall in, in that meeting where they were talking about like what they're each, each company is going to contribute to this whiskey and, and how that all played out, you know? Because is it a blend between their two products or it's simply a bourbon that's well, no, it's just no a bourbon. from yeah. what I from what I'm to understand the um, hold it up too. Um, from what I'm to understand the the collaboration comes from bourbon distillation and Japanese blending and barrel aging techniques okay I see that yeah. and tasting it right off the bat you can definitely tell that's that's the thing it's got those bourbon flavors but it's very nice and mellow it's got a combination yeah. of wine and sherry cask finishing. Wine and sherry cask finishing as well. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me at all because the the nuttiness from the sherry is very present. And I've heard of Japanese whiskeys too. Mm-hmm. And for 94, 94 proof, it it's got a nice settle mm-hmm. on the finish. Yeah. It really just kind of mellows right out. And if you've ever sipped like good Japanese whiskey, it's all about elegance and for sure. balance and. And harmony, yeah, kind of. Shout out to Hakushu Twelve <laughs> yeah. for having yeah, all those notes. It. For just being—it's just my favorite just Japanese whiskey. kick-ass Japanese yeah. whiskey. Yeah, for mentioned Centauri. Yeah, point there too. hard bottle to get to these days. And whenever we have one, it goes really, really, really fast. Well, I'm pretty sure Bo drinks like three quarters of a bottle to himself. <laughs> oh, Bo, if you're Bo listening, can take us a couple bottles. If you're listening, get on you, buddy. God bless you, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, He's oh, listening that reminds you. me. Yeah. I got to go get some more of that. that, that, that <laughs> yeah. He actually, he texted me today because he just, he's been doing his advent calendar, right? Yeah. And he just drank Elmer T. Lee and Balcona. He's like, these are so great. How have I never had these? I'm like, Bo, I poured those for you multiple times. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> he's also going out of order if he's drinking those already. Yeah. I mean, he, he was behind a couple days. So. I think he went on vacation. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he came yeah, back yeah, and just went on an advent bender. Binge. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, shout outs to you, Bo Marshall. Hello. Okay, so uh, 
see, we'll wait on that one for a second. This guy is, oh, it's 95, right? We're trying to, it, proof is really nice. Yeah. Well, what's this guy? 100. 100. Okay, so, ah, way over. This one, you just pointed to Bardstown. Bardstown is 100 proof. We'll wait on Woo! that. I did not realize that was that high. <laughs> but the one we are talking That's about. That's a strong, strong, for those listening, <laughs> really strong. So uh, another wonderful, <laughs> another wonderful product. You get to work with me all night. I too, can't wait. Uh, is the Thomas S. Moore uh, whiskeys or the Thomas S'mores whiskeys? I do call them S'mores whiskeys yeah. because marshmallows my favorite thing. So if it has an association, it's getting it. Trademark Courtney Booms. There were three of these, um, all put out uh, by the Barton Distillery. So Barton is um, another distillery owned in Kentucky by the Sazerac Company. So they're kind of a little. Now a business cousin of Buffalo Trace, but the whiskeys produced there are very old Barton, 1792, yeah. and Thomas S. Moore. We don't know if these are going to come back out, but there were three of them. They were all 97 proof barrel finished bourbons. Uh, I believe just standard Barton uh, high rye grain bill, then finished in uh, port, sherry, and Cabernet Sauvignon barrels, respectively. I've mentioned on this show that I am not a huge fan of ordinary wine finished um, whiskey. I like fortified wine barrel finished whiskey, so the port I was already ready to like and did. The other two were massive surprises. Yep, to super, me. super Absolutely. Which, which one did we pull for this? The Chardonnay. The Chardonnay. Yeah, the Chardonnay was the weirdest <laughs> yeah. one. Like, oh in the best God. possible way. But it was, it was the most standout not, one, right? Not at all what I was expecting from it, and that's what made it more standout to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buttery, buttery notes. I... So I, I have a history as a wine buyer once upon a time in my career, and one of the things I hated more than anything, because I was trained on European wine, was super oaky, buttery Chardonnay. It doesn't have any food application. I just I can't stand it in, in style. I hate the kind of like petrol-like slickness that, that yeah. happens on my palate. And then, you know, all that, just like flipping oak that just like bombs out my palate on the yeah. finish. And all the things that I dislike about oak Chardonnay work amazingly well as a barrel finish for, for bourbon. The bourbon barrel just pulls out everything that Man. you want from it and leaves everything behind. Such a cool, it, silky, awesome. weird little experimental it bourbon. It smells hot, though. On the nose, it smells like a really hot whiskey. Mm-hmm. But flavor-wise, it's, yeah, smooth as silk. Yeah. What I remember out of it is wanting to make like a pecan pie or like a caramel yes. sauce out of it or something yeah. because of those really, really buttery notes. Oof. And what's the proof on it again? 97. It's a very gentle 97. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what, that's what wine barrel finishing is supposed to do, right? It's supposed to round things out and make them not yeah. nearly as hot. I mean, that's part of the, yeah. I think, the integration is that what the, the, the producer is looking for is to, mm-hmm. is to help... You taste a lot of alcohol, a lot of burn on the finish, right? So a barrel finishing will help kind of give that a little bit something else. It like just takes it in its arms and says, it's okay. Yeah. It's Does okay, it? baby. So- <laughs> you can like Chardonnay. It's oh, okay. Oh, man. If buttery Chardonnay were a person, like, now I'm thinking of a really, like, nurturing, yes. um, like, 90s lady. Yeah. Like, Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. But if she's she wearing was... all leopard print. Right, right. Yes, yes, yeah. There is that weird all kind of... A little yeah. bit of, of like a, yeah. a style. Yeah, and she's going to nurture you with this whiskey and her buttery Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah. But only until the apps come because she's just there for right, apps. Right. And then she's moving on because she's got to meet friends at the other place. Right. It's almost kind of like if George Costanza's mom was less aggressive. Oh, right. Really? Yeah. Because I don't think of her as a oak Chardonnay. Aggressive, what do you think though? she drinks? Oh. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> like slow gin topped with box wine <laughs> on, on ice. <laughs> this is a fictional character we're talking about, so not making too much fun, luckily. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think that could be true. If you haven't watched Seinfeld, get on it. <laughs> yeah, you watch. So the Thomas More whiskeys, uh, limited amounts. I don't know how much of them are still around. I don't know if they're coming back out, but we kind of have to mention them because we were pretty impressed. Mm-hmm. Took them because of an allocation, didn't want to say no. Was nervous about what the product would taste like, and really just very happy. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you can... want to try this, and you're listening to this soon after it gets released, we still have three, well, two full bottles of the port and the <clears throat> cabernet, like one each, and then two full bottles of the chardonnay. A little as well, bit more. So. Yep. Yeah. Come on in and try it. A little bit more. Price isn't too bad. Yeah. It's not bad at all. All right. What do you want to do What's next? The next one? Well, there's another barrel finished product that we have to talk about. We don't have much of it left, um, but really we get this every year. Uh, it's from our friends in High West, Park City, Utah, a midwinter night's dram. Blend of straight rye whiskeys finished in French oak port barrels bottled at the High West Distillery. The bottled at High West thing is kind of important, and we'll get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. But we only get a limited amount of this. It's already a pretty sought-after whiskey, so if you're like a bourbon rye hunter type person, you already know this whiskey. We're not going to really tell you anything that you don't know about it. For those who don't, um, we've got older rye stock from uh, High West. I would imagine it's, I don't know if they've actually declared this, I've never really looked, but it's basically, I think, the rendezvous rye age, the the six and ten year old, Mm -hmm. um, and then refinished in port barrel casks at uh, 100 proof, 198.6, and just a masterpiece of of barrel finishing. I was just thinking, if we all pour ourselves a little nip, then Chase is going to cry. I'm not going to. I've had it already. I'm, I feel like <laughs> oh, this I'm going to have some. I, was gonna say, I haven't had it in a minute, and I've been cool saving myself for the rise. Yeah. So. About this new way of recording is I can Google things while we record. I think, no. I think technology is wonderful. It really is. Yes. I, think I could even what do a picture blessing. in picture if y'all want to see my, a, my screen, what, but what we're what not going to do that. It's also a Shakespeare reference. You were born in 93? <laughs> God damn it. Oh, and I'm looking up Midwinter Night's Dram. So, again, very limited. Um, I don't know how easy it will be to get at this stage in the game, but it's it, it, just put it on your radar for next year and look after it uh, because I think you should definitely try it. It's not cheap. The bottled at High West thing on the front of the label is kind of important because they are not distilling this. It is coming from... Um, it is a source distillation. Yeah. I do believe it's still MGP, but I could be wrong. MGP and HDW. HWD, whatever that is. HWD. High, High West Distillery. High West. Uh, yeah. So, there you go. Partially their own distillate. Partially MGP. And and I think they probably would love to get to a point where they can you know, do it all themselves. But really, sourcing your distillate doesn't much matter if you make great product. Yeah, it doesn't say, like, the, uh, it says ratio of whiskeys, top secret. So yeah. we don't know, like, the age. Yeah, well, they're not going to tell you until yeah. it's all theirs. Yeah. So, yeah. Sitting alongside this cozy fire, that makes complete sense with these, like, French oak port. Now, I think whiskeys only taste, quote-unquote, manipulated if, if, they, if they don't work. Because all barrel finishing is manipulation, right? All blending is manipulation. Otherwise, we'd just rip stuff right out of casks and we wouldn't ever mess with balance at all. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's been manipulated in, in terms of its barrel finishing. And, yeah, it tastes a lot like baking spice along with rye grain spice. Yeah. But if you nail it, you nail it. And this is a whiskey that gets it right almost every year. And this particular yeah. release is very good. And that's a cool thing, I think, too. A lot of people put so much, like... 
like hoopla into what a master distiller does, but master blenders, I think, too, are one of the most important jobs in the industry because if you get a distillate that's, you know, funky and weird, that's the type of person that would have the idea to make something like a midwinter night strand by doing that secondary barrel aging. So, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, the, like, fig apricot, the dried fruit finish, like, and you still have that spice lingering in your your mouth and your throat at the same time. It's just such a nice combination of Christmas cake. Brendan Coyle, Master Distiller. Non-chill filtered, no coloring or flavoring added. And she's dark, too. Mm-hmm. That comes from the port, of course. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Yes, mm-hmm. quite good. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Are we doing this guy next? Oh, did we hold this one up to the camera? Just I think so. Okay, cool. You want to do this one next? Yeah. New Riff. New Riff. Just hadn't gotten around to trying it. Um, I know it's been on the market for a year or two. New Kentucky bourbon, and by that we mean new distillery, but also new. Like, it's yeah, young. It yeah. is four years old. New Rift Distillery, Newport, Kentucky. This is the bonded, so right at a neat 100 proof. All of their stuff has been, I think, four years old. A new riff on an old tradition yep, is their yep, thing. Yep, yep. And they do the similar thing to Copper and Kings, where they agitate their barrels with high-volume music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get it because it's riff. It's like a, like it's a, like a sexy riff. riff. So this one you're looking at non-GMO grains, uh, 65% corn, 30% rye, and 5% malted barley. Represents a new riff on Kentucky's most hallowed whiskey tradition. Aged four years, 53 grand gallon toasted and charred new oak barrels. Yeah, good stuff. Let's taste it. So they're kicking out young, good bourbon. They're doing a ton of store picks. Like it's really easy to do a new riff store pick if you go down there. And I think I think what's really cool for a young bourbon is how well um, well balanced it is. Yeah, it really is. There's no like sharp edges to it, really. You know. Nope. And this is one of the few really sweet new bourbons that I really really like. I have to admit, it's sweetness. Like I didn't give myself pour, but I tried some when we got it. Um, its sweetness is nice because some of the younger bourbons that don't go past four years, I get that tequila flavor that I dislike yeah. in it, that mm-hmm. young, or the white dog, like, there's just a young spirit flavor that I personally have an avoidance to, but the sweetness level of this does help mask it a little bit. And you get a good amount of that 30% rye. That's true. Yeah, the, the rye it is a little rye heavy, so it's <clears> really nice as well. And I think that's really to its credit, and I think the the 100 proof is well integrated, right, works it itself be, nicely, yeah. yeah. The price point is pretty decent. We're paying, like, 55 I think, a bottle. I heard their distillery is pretty nice. Like, it's supposed know, to be a good shot. Yeah, it's we should probably like, check it out if we're down there. It looked there. a lot, like you said, it was like uh, Copper and Kings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, modern. Judging by like the pictures of mm-hmm. things that I see on this here website. Is it in the same area of Kentucky as they are? No, uh, Copper and Kings is in downtown Louisville, or Butchertown, Louisville. I don't know exactly where Newport, where Newport is, is, but we'll, we'll go. Cool. We'll see it someday. But if you're... Um, if you're kind of just discovering these products or want something that's that's different that you haven't tasted or maybe your friend hasn't tasted, I think the new riff is a pretty cool thing. It, yes, it is young and it drinks young, but it, it's a good example of how to do young bourbon really, really well. Right, yeah. Yep, there's single barrel stuff out there. There are store picks out there. There's the bottled and bond out there. I've tasted about three or four store picks now, plus this, and everything's been pretty great. It's Gus have a pick as well over at Merchants. I tasted his pick from earlier this year. I don't nice. think there's any left. But I think they, they, they're cranking those out, so he might do... Another pick. He might so do, I'm sure like he will. Uh, yeah. Newport, Kentucky is like 
right as you get into Kentucky from either Ohio oh, right or right on the, oh, border, on the border with Cincy. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That actually makes it an easy stop. So you could, yeah, look at that. Enhance. 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 <laughs> so you could go to the Eagle and crush some, uh, oh, yeah. uh, some hot honey chicken. Mm. And that cornbread casserole thing, and Ooh. just dip over. Oh, that fucking cornbread casserole! I know. Oh my god, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, remember she brought it over in like a crock. Yes. And I'm like, why did we it's even the order this? The only way it can be served. It's so like so not good. Goopy I am bad, now in moistened by that. Yeah. Anyhow, that was good stuff. So that's a that's a great base. You just like nail <laughs> yeah, a bunch yeah, of yeah. like since he uh, go comfort check out food. Yeah, yeah, and then go check out coffee burnt esophagus, and he's newly moistened. Yeah. Yeah, and he needs some hot. Honey, hot, hot, chicken. Yeah, I do. <laughs> well, Excellent. He's, he's not working later. It's fine. He isn't working later. <laughs> uh, so we have, let's see, one, two, three more. We are cooking. What's the time at? We are looking at 34 minutes and three seconds. Excellent. So about where we were for last time. Oh, well, we're not going that fast. Let's, let's slow it down. <laughs> okay. No. Um, we'll take it with you. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> so... The nah, this one's the highest proof. We're gonna wait on this one. That's right? the time I wish I had like a soundboard. I could be like, right here. <laughs> Add it in, Jonathan. Cole. Like a needle drop. That's, yeah. That's what. That is what it's for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bardstown Bourbon Company, Ferrand. So, Bardstown uh, Bourbon Company is in Bardstown. It's kind of just out of town, out in the middle of this place. Yeah. This expanse, it's right? It's another new modern distillery as well. Very new modern, very modern. Only like five minutes away from Heaven Hill, but you do have to go the other side of the highway where it's like a big, like new age modern or retro modern. Or what, do you, what do you think? It like, felt like a like a Napa winery in there. Oh really? Okay. It was very very like hipster walls. Hipster posh. Yeah, yep. yep. Their big thing at the distillery is that they do serve other people's bourbons, and they have all of this like ancient whiskey on their uh, on their menu, like all these dusty bottles that you can buy for. You know, more than your rent. Yeah, yeah, if you're into that. And Bardstown Bourbon Company, the way I hear it told, is that they're kind of a new MGP for a lot of people. They're doing a lot of distillate that other people are buying. Yeah, they do a lot of um, uh, not only distilling, but they do barrel aging in the house as well. I think so. And they send it on to be bottled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now they're starting to put out stuff. Under their own label. They've been operational as a production distillery before this, but now we're seeing things come out underneath the Bardstown Bourbon Company label. Discovery, Fusion, and this one is, is Ferrand. Yeah. They're pretty transparent about what's going on um, in each bottle. Uh, right on the bottle, in fact. Except for this what one. Is the exact oh, I have it right here. Come look at the friend. What's that? The lettering, the brand lettering, lettering excuse me, for friends. Exactly. That's why I was just pointing at this. So there's like a horse slash zebra on the back. Is this what you're looking for? Is Isn't a zebra already a horse slash zebra? Well, only because it only has zebra lines on the back, but not the front. So I didn't know if it was a crossbred mm. horse slash zebra. Is a hot dog a sandwich? A is the yes. A hot dog's a sandwich. <laughs> is cereal soup? Um, well, see, that's... So soup would have all the ingredients it would be, cooked together. What's, what's the cold version of soup called? Gazpacho. Gazpacho. But, Gazpacho. No, but still all the ingredients marry together. 
Sure. Yeah. Do you don't think it. that cereal milk is getting married by the cereal, like as it sits in? Of course it does. <laughs> yeah, it's the that. taste you can see because oh. it's in the milk. It's absolutely true. We've gotten on a tangent, my dudes. <laughs> the blend is seven and eleven-year-old Kentucky bourbon aged in Ferrand casks yes, for eight months. Is. So, for those who don't know what a Ferrand cask yeah. is, Maison Ferrand is a cognac house in France, and they are aging this in cognac barrels. Now, there's a good chance that all the distillate in this is not all from Barstown. They have sourced distillate before to put in some of the Barstown Company whiskeys. I'm not going to tell you what the distillery is. Um, we know, we but do know. I don't know exactly how... We might uh, not want to put that out there. How, how much everybody else wants, right. us, wants us to say that, so we're right. not going to say it. But they have sourced from an extremely reputable Kentucky Region. distillery to fill out some of these blends so they can make as, you know, as much as they want to make of it. Did we show this to the camera? It's funny, you can smell the grapes on it. Yeah, From oh yeah. Barely, yeah. So this one, according to Bardstown's website, if you're looking for it, at market price, it'll run you about 125 Yep. So not Old Tub. No. Not 1783 you, That is a special special gift bottle, if it's, a, mm-hmm. if it's your Christmas gift purchase. Apparently their uh, distillery collection release is 200 and I would yeah. love to try that. Me too. We, and that's not to say that price dictates the quality of the whiskey. But no, but in this case, we feel like this one's really worth it. Yeah. Uh, we've got some older distillate. We've got an extraordinary amount of well-done barrel aging. The integration from said barrel is really good. Mm-hmm. And um, it's new on the market. So I don't know how much they're putting out. I don't know how, how tightly allocated it is. This will be one of the more controlled products. Mm-hmm. But you also should be able to find it. Um, we hope. Yep. It seven, does taste like high corn, yeah. Yeah. On the seven years, um, 78% corn, 10% rye, 12% malted barley, which is awfully high. It is yeah, really it high. Is. Yeah. And then the 11 years, 75 corn, 13 rye, and 25 barley. So I don't know if there's a, we would never call it high barley bourbon because that's not a thing. I don't no. think they have, yeah. There's not enough to even classify it as that. It but there's, be, usually you see 5%. Yeah. Right. And this is, you know, over twice that. I would love to taste a high barley bourbon, though, just to see how weird it is. Yeah. Well, does the Balconis we tried the other day technically count? Oh, it's only well, no, barley. that's a single malt, though. <laughs> yes. That's a single malt, though, yeah. So yeah. there's no uh, corn in that one, right? No. Right. So the high rye or weeded in bourbon, in the, in the bourbons, it, it refers to the percentage of the secondary grain in reference to the corn, in, in relation to the corn. I love the cognac influence of this one. I like the barley. I can taste it. I can still taste the corn. Yes, um, you can. Yeah. Yeah. So for this those is, too, this love is bourbon, high corn. Great. Too high corn for, for you. For this, I like the taste of it, but I don't think I would drink a whole one. No. Yeah. Which doesn't mean it's not great. I just like to add my little perspective in every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even when you Google high barley bourbons, Google is like, did you mean high rye? <laughs> yeah. Did you mean four grain? Did you mean weed? <laughs> yeah, Google's like, that's not a thing, you <laughs> <Yeah>. dumbass. <laughs> High Barley Bourbons. Uh, apparently Woodford Reserve. Really? No. Okay. No. It's not, though. I know that yeah. grain bill. Is it a yeah. release? No, well, that's just... When that, when it's doing that... Google's it's just, like, does not compete. Google's throwing darts. <laughs> well, it's yeah. helping you out. Yeah, yeah, you mean Woodford. Everybody Googles Woodford. Woodford. It's Woodford. It's Woodford. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's you're an older gent, right? Because you're Googling something nonsensical. Yeah, doesn't so, exist. No, no, it's Woodford. You love Woodford. <laughs> Drinking, you'll love it. It's great. Here's so some three quarts. To, <laughs> oh, no. to a pub trivia with Google, you're not going to win. No, you're Believe not. It or not. You won't win. Yeah. Two left. Also, that's cheating. It is. No, cheating. I was like, I was um, if she, anthropomorphizing Google. Oh, like she's funny. So yeah, it's like it would be like videos. playing trivia against uh, <laughs> uh, Janet from The Good Place. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Not Just Google. Get, oh, I never finished yeah. The Good Place. It's so good. It's really good. Yeah. 
That's great. Yeah. 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 It's important. <laughs> All right. So two left, and I can't believe that we're going to taste an Elijah Craig Barrel Proof before something else, because usually that would be the absolute like end of the this show. This is madness. It is, and none of us have tried this yet. Um, so actually, yeah, I haven't tried this yet. Yeah, I've been meaning to, but there's been some other stuff. Elijah Craig Barrel Proof put out three times a year, um, usually denoted uh, by the the four character um, kind of legend piece down in the down on the right hand side. C nine twenty one. So C refers to the third quarter of the year. So they'll be they'll be lettered A, B, and C as far as the the three releases throughout the year. Nine twenty one just refers to September of the ninth month, and then. 21 is in 2021, and that is how they kind of code these now, because they used to put it out once a year, then they started putting it out more, and we started calling it, like, fall of 2015, or, you know, the hazmat release, because it was 140 proof, and now they're actually coding it for us, so we have a little reference point for which, you know, when it came out. This is at 120.2 proof, which is the lowest proof I can remember seeing Elijah Craig Barrel proof. Because they usually come out like a little hotter than that, right? Like yeah, I've seen them in the 130s. Lately, it's been a little bit yeah. lower than that. But you know, somebody in a bourbon forums like, oh, well, I was there when it was 136 proof. It was I was a lot there, man. Than, yeah, it was so much better. It was than. so cool back in the day. Yeah, should they just make it like that? Well, if they made it like that, it would be the Force Awakens. Okay, and this is the last Jedi, and it's still really good. And I'm sorry if it doesn't fit your expectations. I haven't had this yet, and I'm already mad. I'm glad that we're. Um, <laughs> Slowly just putting Star Wars reference into every one of our episodes. Yeah, meanwhile, Cole, our producer, is going to be like, well, yeah. actually. Here's <laughs> how I can fix that reference for you. Um, this says it's 12 years old, which is maybe it's hearsay because it's on pastemagazine.com, but we'll see. Reputable. Right, yeah. But for the proof, though, I would take that. But interestingly, uh, there's no... Well, 12 years was the former sweet spot for Elijah Craig Bourbon. Right. Yeah. That's what the now, now what you think of as a small batch, that was the age statement for years. And then they couldn't accomplish it, so they, so they took the age statement away, and now it's, you know, it's like 10 or 11 years sometimes. It's a little bit younger. So this is back to what they were traditionally trying to do with According this to Pace, Pace Magazine. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's see what Breaking Bourbon says. Oh, that's C920. Lies! There might not be much on this yet because it just came out. Yeah, that's probably true. Because like there's not no, even this a, is fantastic. Uh, it's grassy, delicious. There's not even a master of malt or a uh, whiskey advocate. So the graininess and the grassiness that's <laughs> present in the Elijah Craig rye and present in the bourbon is still here. Yeah. And remarkably well integrated with an alcohol content that is far higher than their usual 94 proof. At 120, this drinks really, really nicely. It really does. Yeah. Um, they always have. It's about. As good a lesson as you can get in integrating high alcohol into bourbon is is just following the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. It's kind of like a delicious dark chocolate dryingness at the back yeah. end of it. I can't even Ooh. taste that. I'm getting drunk right now. Whoa. It's fantastic. <laughs> you can pay for this, Mark Miller. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so I hadn't had this... Um, up until this point, and yeah. you were asking us to put in our top five whiskeys of the year so we can... Are you going to add this one? Or I, Ooh, let's I'm, do it. I'm really close to adding this one because yeah. I think it's really well done. I'm going to have a, like a, a, a bit bigger of a dram as I close, but I, I'm, a, I'm right there. I'm like on the, I'm on the fence is, with it. I really, would, really great. It would reach near the top for me, right? So it would probably get like a seven. Which is high marks so high for, marks for, for, a bourbon. Me, for a bourbon. Yeah. 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 yeah, and not even technically a high rye bourbon, right? Not technically. Not I don't think they, yeah, they've, yeah, they've never made a point of advertising that, so I know. Can I just make my whiskey of the, the whiskey of the year list just say Ardbeg, all of them? 
You yeah, could. Can you just bury the <laughs> if you want to be a me? really, really <laughs> lazy douche about it. See, but I'm going to go out of the oh, box, right? Because I'm going to do. Um, nope, you should. Mine are all flavors. So mine are Evan Williams uh, White Label with honey syrup. Evan of course, Williams White yes. Label with cinnamon syrup. Evan yes. Williams White Label with cold brew coffee. Yes. A la Mark Miller podcast. Evan Williams White oh, Label yes. with um, a little bit of jam and ice cream mixed in. Lavender, of yeah. course, lavender. Yep. And then my Evan Williams 19 uh, year infinity bottle, neck pour only. For the for those of you listening only, not seeing my face right now, it is the equivalence of what the fuck. It's horror. <laughs> yeah. Booms isn't mad. She's just furious. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Not yeah. mad. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I don't even have to write that list. You got it. Just listen to it. Play it. Play it yeah, back. Play it back. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I love working. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, I do think that it's just that that big mouthfeel and that big round yeah, finish to it. Again, Elijah Craig is just one of my favorite labels to exist in the bourbon world today. Yeah. I think all the stuff they do is phenomenal. That yeah, barrel proof is outstanding. So if you've never had it and you see a bottle, buy it. Mm-hmm. And just because I do have large. taste notes from the, the old ones in my head, like it is comparatively lighter. Oh, absolutely. At 120, yeah. which is yeah. crazy to say because you're sipping this monstrous whiskey. But Yeah. I mean, I personally have tasted the 16 through the 20, and... Yeah, this this one's very, it's hot very stuff not a, a excessively oily or viscous. Though, no, so yeah, it still nope. is light in the mouthfeel. Yeah, nope. but yeah, that 2016 was aggressive, a monster. <laughs> it was hot. Yeah. Okay. Last but not least, uh, this is not a bourbon. Uh, it's not a rye. It is American blended whiskey. It was the 2020 release, but we didn't get it until um, 2021. So we're including it on the show. Much like a Oscar qualifying film uh, being released just a hair too late, getting nominated the year after. Too early. Too early, correct. Um, so this is an experiment by Freddie No. He's trying to essentially pay homage to his, his grandfather, Booker. Same bottling style, um, making it at almost always the same exact proof right around the 120 range. But doing some really, really interesting things. Is this with, chapter five? This is, yeah, this is... Um, this is uh, Lessons Honored. This Well, I have the invitation pulled up here. Let's What's see. the proof on that? Uh, the proof is... I don't know. So this must be this year's release that they're talking about. Yeah. Just the kind of yeah. whiskey Booker would allow. Previous releases. Yeah, which we always get these late. Lessons Honored. Okay. So this is the guy we're looking at here. Right. Proof is... Reading, 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 reading. Now, Booker's versus it does not say. <laughs> book while Mark is looking. Is that a denotation that it's basically like a young Booker? or? Well, that was his nickname. Little to hear Freddie say it because he was so much like his grandfather. Ah. That's what they called him. Okay, that's Growing nice up to me. Was, yeah. was Little Book. Very interesting. Uh, Mark and I got to do a tasting with him a few years back. Let's not talk about it. Well, I mean, it was fine <laughs> while we were doing it. You had a little bit of a bad night. It was, uh, it, it was great while we were doing it, yeah, but uh, it was uh, afterwards. He wanted to cry in the car. It was something else. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find the proof on this. I'll take this. Oh, here we go. 122.8. Yeah, so that's this whiskey. Yeah. Right? And you've got... The blend is... There you go. Let's go back to this so we can... The blend you're looking at on this guy is four-year brown rice Kentucky bourbon, seven-year Kentucky straight bourbon, and nine-year Kentucky straight rye. Mm Mm-hmm. So lots of stuff going on in this guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Little Book's whiskeys have been, or the shall I say the whiskeys underneath the Little Book label, have been always very interesting. We had one that had about a 40-year-old Canadian blend yeah, that in was, it that was, was really, weird. really weird. <laughs> They've always been really good. 
they haven't always been necessarily my cup of tea, and I never thought that they've all been successful. I wanted to feature this one because I think it's the best release in the in the series yet. And really, really impressed with um, just how well done it is and how how those older spirits marry rather nicely. I don't have enough experience with brown rice bourbon, which I assume is bourbon with a secondary grain of brown rice. Yeah. Well, that's um. That Basil Hayden toast also has brown rice. Yeah, so this is obviously a bean thing that they're doing. That is really interesting. Mm -hmm. It smells like after dinner mints. I mean, and complimentary after dinner mints. Really? But it tastes so much sweeter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's funky. Now, comparative to the Elijah Craig that we just drank, which is. Yeah, it's like the yeah, same. Yeah, that's yeah. a good, a good. It's the same proof, right? But yeah. this is way funkier and way. It's a little yeah. gnarlier in the finish, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think Jamaican rum is a is a great I, reference. I end up getting the corn, but it's almost like a candy corn, like like the type of super syrupy corn sweetness. Yeah, I mean, tons of bold and funky and spicy flavors, but I don't get the the bit of corn that I dislike out of it. I mean, it might be so the not power... not corn syrup. Not corn syrup, mm-hmm. right. Right. It might be the power of suggestion, but I feel like I can taste the brown rice more than anything, more than corn or... I mean, I love brown rice, too, and I, I feel like I taste the nuttiness of a brown rice. Yeah, yeah. sure. I think it remains to be seen whether or not this will actually be a trend, because we don't know that many people that are that are doing it and releasing it that we've tasted, but, like... Mm-hmm. Well, I would do I'm brown rice bourbon all day. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah, be, it's right up I, here. I, I am your market. <laughs> I am your market. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Well, yeah, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight nine, nine, ten. ten. Eleven, twelve. No, just ten. Ten. Okay. So that's ten bourbons. That's not bad. We did it. How many scotches did we do? About this. Alright. I think we did about a dozen. Maybe like one or two more scotches. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. You've got marching orders on twenty one whiskeys that we thought were really great that if you want to go hunting for, some of them will be easy to find, some of them will be really, really hard to find. Some you can get right here. Some you can come here and just drink. But I like doing this at the end of the year because we see a whole heckin' lot of whiskey pass our 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 desks, our, our bar, uh, a lot of which we don't buy. Some are easy to forget, others are mm-hmm. remarkable. It's funny, too, because out of the 21 that we just talked about in the last two weeks, we probably tasted another 20 just recently because there's been a lot of whiskey oh, yeah, coming in yeah, that we didn't buy at all. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's and, always happening here at the R&R. We're always yeah. tasting new stuff, trying to bring new bottles in. Yeah. Gosh. These are picked from a number of things that we carry and that we didn't even buy at all. That just we were, These are the ones we're talking about at the end of the year that we want to share with people at the end of the year. Yeah. And I don't know, if, are we going to do one more episode before the end of the year? I don't know if we are. I think this was the last scheduled one before Christmas and New Year's. Oh, and all man, that so next year. Can we do Glob? Can we just do an episode where we show everybody how to do, how to use a Fahrzangen bowl or something like that? A what now? A Fahrzangen bowl. Who? To make German mold wine with. I don't see how that's possible. I, I have one. <laughs> I know that you have one. <laughs> like, let me pull out my crazy toys. Yeah. Or one episode where we just episode. we just drink cider out of that thing. Oh, oh yeah. From your yeah. 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 episode. Yeah. No, I think this is the this is the end because the episode of twenty twenty one. Next week is um, well, it's next it's Christmas in like ten days. Right. And then the week after that is Hell Week, which is the what, yeah. what I like to call the week in between yeah. Christmas, Christmas and New Year's. Year. And then I'm going to be gone. Then you're gone to New Orleans. You could do an episode without me. We will do an episode without you. We'll think of something really touching. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to wax poetic about all the reasons that you're awesome. Yep. <laughs> or all the reasons I frustrate you. And drink or all both. your favorite drinks. Well, before we sign off, oh, should we do like one more dram for a, for a good salute to 2021? What do you I'll want to do? finish what I currently have. <laughs> I think, I mean, 
We can't kill the bottle of Mr. No, Turkey's hand me that Craig Barrel Beautifully proof. delicious. That's what I'm going to do a little bit of. Because <laughs> um, why not? We have at least, what, eight, eight to ten ounces left in there? Mm-hmm. All I have to do after this is a schedule and an order and then work on it. And then work. Yeah. <laughs> and then work on it. <laughs> Side note, too, I think this is the first episode in 16 episodes where all of us, like, no one has worn a hat. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think or we finally did it. We're the same shirt. Yeah. I brought a little color today. You, know, you got did. My, yeah. I got my orange. Yeah. Uh, got, I popped my orange uh, stud puppet stud shirt puppet. from Rika Vodka. You'll love Ooh. to see it. Mm-hmm. I love puppets. Uh huh. What are you drinking, Foley? Oh well, you know what? It's um, it's the end of the year. We're gonna have a new year coming up. So here's to a hot new riff for all y'all in uh, 2022. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Salud, Slancha, Nostrovia. All of the good wishes uh, to you in 2022. We'll see you back here in the new year. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Cheers. This is where we can vamp. Vamp? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean vamp? Is that what they call it? I don't know. Riff? Riff? Riff no. is... What, no, what you're thinking of is riff because I'm like... Isn't vamping, like, acting overtly in kind of, like, a sexy way? I mean, I don't know. Or a cheesy way. What's the thing, like, when you're on a podcast and someone's just trying to... That's being a vampire. ...fill airtime, you know? That's... Well, it's filler, right? Sure. I don't know. Hold on. No, no, no. We're looking this up. Everybody needs to know. Vamp definition. Because I think of... For some reason, I just think of Tim Curry or, like, Madeline Kahn. (laughs) Sure, sure. Um... None of this. Jazz. Why is it called vamping? Jesus Christ, it's about repairing shoes. I don't oh, what? So stupid. Originally Same refers stuff. to repairing shoes with a new upper part called a vamp. Nobody even knows that. Nope, certainly not. Ugh. Did you see Anne Rice just died, by the way? What? The yeah. Queen of the Vampires? Yep, yep. It's, oh, it might be a drag term. Oh, really? Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Anyway, using sexual attractiveness to get what you want. I think anybody can vamp regardless of gender. Is that what you're going to do now? No. Please don't. <laughs> I need you to focus. <laughs> Woo! 2021. Shaking it. Almost over. Ooh. You can vamp later. That's pretty much vamping. You can vamp if you want to. Yeah, it looks like mm-hmm. it. Shake it if you got it. <laughs> <laughs>